With the first pick in the 2011 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Cam Newton, quarterback, Auburn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it is draft week. It is Monday finally. of draft week. Yes, it's I, finally I here. <laughs> it really, I mean, honestly, when you're doing the po- a podcast or you, you write articles about NFL or even just, you know, being huge fans, it takes so long for the draft to get here. And then once it's here, it's over. Over. Just like that. Well, like Christmas. I'm very... <laughs> I'm very excited to see where I'm sitting out with this Panthers team for the future season. Because mm-hmm. right now, the Panthers are still such in a flux of any, every which way. It has yeah. been, you know, uh, quarterback, left tackle, both desperate needs. You know, we only have one pick in the first three rounds. Are we going to trade back? Are we not? Are we going to get extra? Is Matt Rule going to get busted in a prostitution ring and get fired? Please, please, please. That one's not going to happen. I guarantee you that one's not going to happen. <laughs> of all the things that may happen, I don't think that's one. But yeah, it's a, you know there are a lot of questions still with this team, and it feels like everything is on hold right now until after the draft. I mean, we've heard some rumors that a potential trade for like a Baker Mayfield or a Jimmy Garoppolo, that's kind of on hold until mm-hmm. after the draft, as well it should be, because the Panthers could easily draft a quarterback in this exactly draft and probably will maybe not in the first round we'll see but uh let's kind of kick it off there and just really talk about what the panthers sh- i guess what are our needs what are the what are the positions that the panthers should focus on especially early in the draft well i think our first need is definitely quarterback i mean yeah. un- unfortunately this is the a horrible quarterback class but Sam Darnold is a horrible quarterback. Out of 32 starting quarterbacks, he's probably 32, 31, depending on the week. I mean, point blank. And P.J. Walker instills no real production. P.J. Walker's not the answer. Definitely not So we need the future starting quarterback for this team is not on the roster right now. Correct. Now, whether it's Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, Kenny Pickett, someone— is but they're not here right now. Yeah, it, it, so when I look at this draft, it is funny because as a franchise, yeah, quarterback is definitely like the number one mm-hmm. hole that needs to be filled. But when you look at this draft and you look at the Panthers sitting at number six, quarterback is not where my brain goes. Uh, no, my brain goes to left tackle. Because that is the other major need on this team. And there are, there there may not be any, in fact, there probably aren't any, like, no questions, top 10 quarterbacks in this draft. But there are at least three, and I've seen maybe even a fourth sneaking up, uh, high quality left tackles, offensive line. Um, So that's where my brain goes. And at six, one of them is almost certainly going to be available. Um, and really, like, it's such a deep O-line draft. Like, I was even looking at some sleeper stuff uh, earlier today. 
And it's just filled with O-linemen. Like, all the, the lists are filled with O-linemen. Up and down, yeah. you know, and, and deep into the fourth, fifth round, quality O-linemen. So, there's going to be um, a, a lot of options to take O-linemen. But when you're looking at that very first pick, you're looking at something you want to knock out of the park. I mean, I think you and I, you know, we've done our draft profiles. We landed on several O-linemen at the top of our lists. Yeah, our big board, which is Panther-specific, is mm-hmm. Evan Neal, Charles Cross, and Icky Edwanu. I yeah. mean, that one, two, three. Yeah. And then we look at quarterbacks and everything else, but it's just, it's, the, it's just night and day how mm-hmm. they are ready. They are, you know, they have the elite status that they're going to be there at the left side for years to come, and we're not going to have to worry about it. the Jordan Grosses, even if they may mm-hmm. not be the constant Pro Bowler. You are solid on that side. Yeah, you just want a guy that you can plug in every day that you don't have to worry about. You mm-hmm. know, a Taylor Moten on the right side. Like, is Taylor Moten a, an every-year pro bowler? No. But he is really good at what he does. And for our team, he's incredibly important. So that's what we're looking for on the left side. Um, now, you know, there are there's some other positions <coughs> Excuse me. That are also of need for the Panthers, you know, edge rusher. We certainly need uh, a yeah, you know, high caliber starting edge rusher since Reddick left. Uh, yeah. Center, you could say. I mean, they made a move in the off season to bring in a center, um, but I've heard a lot of people say that he could play guard. Uh, He's not. I, I know I've that's read... not his natural position. Center is what he likes to play, but I've heard people say like Elfline is going to play center and is it uh, he's going to play guard? And I'm like, no, I, I don't want Elfline anywhere near my starting no uh, offensive and, line. And what he said is he was brought he was being paid to play center. So yeah. I I think Bozeman's a center and Elfline can go kick rocks somewhere. But Probably I think that's <laughs> what a lot of people are saying with um. If the Panthers don't draft a starting left tackle, that you're pretty much going to play Christensen at left tackle. And then you got Elfline at center. And is it Bozeman? Mm-hmm, Bozeman. Bozeman at guard. Which, if you only have Brady Christensen as your definite left tackle, that kind of has to be what it is, I think. Because there's no other starting caliber guard on the team no but currently currently and the panthers do have 30 million dollars in cap space that you can go and grab another tackle i mean uh eric fisher Dwayne brown both are still you know out there they're not the future of that position but it's also something if if you don't want to go with one of those top three and you want to trade back trade back gain more picks Mm -hmm. because there are some multiple needs you can maybe look at getting one of them and then having Brady Christensen try out for that left tackle spot, something that Matt Rule and Joe Brady really didn't let him do until the very end of the season. Yeah. And can't James Campen, the new offensive line coach, he, he's produced players before. And I would, you mm-hmm. know. And he see, likes Brady Christensen from what he yeah, says. Let him get his hands on him. See if it works. And guard, we could, ask, we could draft some, some or a guard. It, or there are, I mean, Eric Flowers, um, Trey Turner is out there. Like, there, there are some guards that have starting experience that are still 
free agents that yeah. you know are maybe a little bit older. Um, you know, in, in the you know, like Quentin Spain is thirty one. He's a guard, but you know Turner and Flowers are still in their twenties. So it wouldn't you wouldn't be bringing in like a thirty five year old guy. You'd be bringing in someone that's still fairly young and could produce. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are still options, and having the most cap space in the league right now is certainly going to be useful to the Panthers mm-hmm. after this draft is done. Because as of right now, you're not going to be putting a ton of money into these draft picks. You've got one top ten pick, and everybody else is going to be fourth rounder later. So yeah. they're not going to be, you know, taking a ton of money off this uh, this the cap. So, uh, you know, typically you like to set you know around ten million, ten to twelve million, something like that aside for rookies but uh that may not be the case this season so there could be even more money for the panthers to spend but yeah i mean um so you and i talked about when we talked about quarterbacks we talked about kenny pickett we talked about matt corral Mm -hmm. we talked about malik willis um we did not talk about desmond ritter uh, we did not talk about sam howell correct so those are two other quarterbacks that don't well i will say that no, none of them have really been consistently mocked in the top ten. I have seen Ritter as the Panthers pick at six very recently on a mock. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I have seen that. Um, I haven't seen Sam Howell, I don't think, mocked at six. But these are guys that the Panthers could target if they trade back. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of Ritter. Just... Mm-hmm. I watched some of his tape. It just a lot of people think it, Ritter could be the best quarterback in this and, draft, and some people are, you know, believe that. I'm, I'm not going to say they're wrong because I, I have no clue. Now, yeah. Sam Howell, he has, he reminds me of the guy who has all the tools, all the physicality that all the pro, old pro scouts from like 30 years ago would have absolutely loved, but he just can't seem to put it together so far. He was like the Sam number Darnold, one almost. Exactly. And that is exactly what I was thinking with Sam Hill. Uh, one thing with him, he, he really gets, when the rush gets to him, he, he struggles a lot. Mm-hmm. And the NFL is a lot better than the ACC with pressure coming at you. Sam Hill can attest. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, UNC quarterbacks, for some reason, just haven't really... Yeah. taken off in a long time. I mean, you have Trubisky who, you know, only really started like one full season's worth of games for them and, and he struggled in the NFL. Uh, I uh, think again, Hale could follow that same trajectory. Same thing here. And, and Sam Hale, like I said, originally he was supposed to be the top guy. It was, yeah. <clears throat> it was his, because I remember looking at it because – I had a feeling Sam Darnold was not going to pan out, so I was kind of looking at who we could get next year, and I saw Sam Howell. So he just fell because he just didn't produce that much. Yeah, I mean, the it, it's one of those things where, like, if Sam Howell could have come out last year, you know, he'd have been a first-round pick easy, no question, just on potential. Mm-hmm. You know, But then you see him play more, and you're, and then you see all the holes and – Again, he could still be a first-round pick. He may very well be a first-round pick. That's the thing with this particular draft class. It, it kind of sucks having a pick this high with this draft class, and you need a quarterback because none of these guys, none of these guys are no-brainer 
Yeah. Can't miss prospects, right? They all have major issues, major red flags. One of them, two of them maybe, are going to turn out to be really good NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. You have to guess right. None of these guys are A prospects coming out of college. They're all B to, you know, B plus. They're all that type of phrase. And it's a good draft for that that letter grade, you know, that yeah. late first, early second round, there's like five guys. But the problem is there's no guy lead. There's no Trevor Lawrence. There's no guy up top. Yeah. That's really. Getting there's there. no, there's no, yeah, there's no Andrew Luck. There's no, there's no guy that you feel comfortable putting all your eggs into that basket. He just doesn't yeah. exist. And, but the Panthers are in desperate need at that position. And I could Matt, very easily see them pulling the trigger on one of these guys. So, Jerry, gun to your head. You're at six. None of the quarterbacks have been taken. Let's say all three of our favorite O-linemen have been taken and the Panthers are going to draft a quarterback. Who are you drafting? I can't trade back? Nope. You're drafting. I'm going to go with the way our big board fell, Malik Willis. Yes, he is raw. Mm-hmm. And this is why I, I'm fearful of this organization taking a quarterback this year is because they're going to not go for the outstanding potential that he has, you know, because he is raw. He's going to need to sit a year. Yeah. But he can also become that superstar. And he's got the he's, – he's the only one I think that has the superstar potential. Like some of these other right. guys could be – fringe top 10 quarterbacks they could they could be good starting quarterbacks for a long time but Malik Willis has those traits that if it puts it all together if he lands in the right spot could be Lamar Jackson could be you know Mike Vick Kyler Murray Kyler Murray yeah in terms of their impact on their team so you know I, I would agree with you if you're if you have to draft a quarterback at six I think you try to hit the home run you yeah, don't, you that, don't worry about hitting a solid double. You try to go for the home run. I think. Yeah, and here's my thought too: is Scott Fitter is he going to pull the trigger on a quarterback at six? Again, this is his second draft. I know Matt Rule typically runs the show over there, but mm-hmm. it seems like this off season that you know some of the power Matt Rule had in his first years are, is starting to get pulled back in. Uh, we could see that in the free agents, the way it went about a lot, a lot better free agency than last year. Let's be honest. Much better, yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe Tepper lets Fitterer kind of have more say, and Fitter is like, no, let's. That's way too strong, because Matt Rule's trying to save his job. Let's. He knows that sure. desperately. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, not that the not that the Panthers don't need a quarterback. Right, mm-hmm. like not that drafting a quarterback at six would be preposterous. Like it, it wouldn't be preposterous. No. Uh, in this draft, it's not ideal, but if they fall in love with somebody and they think that he's the guy, then I think you have to take him. Uh, the other side of that coin, what you were alluding to, we know what Scott Fitterer wants to do. Scott Fitterer yeah. wants to trade back. And, and he, again, he doesn't want to put his name on a six overall pick quarterback that's a bust because let's let's be real once that's put on him he's not going to be able to shake it and if this Mm -hmm. gm job doesn't pan out it's hard to shake that 
name off you. Yeah, you're the I mean, guy it, that drafted, you know, uh, Jamarcus Russell. You know, you're exactly. the guy that, that took the quarterback that flamed out as hard as any, you know. So, yeah, I, I would agree. But the problem with trading back in this draft is that many, many times teams are trading up to get a quarterback. They're trading yep. up to get one of these can't-miss guys. And while there are a lot of very good players in this draft, in the top, you know, uh, top rounds, um, almost every team in the top ten has been rumored to want to trade back. Oh yeah. So I'm just wondering what the value is going to be this year for trading back. Like, because if you trade back, you know, for example, let's just say um, the Eagles with one of their picks, you know, in the late mid to late teens, want to trade up for the Panthers. You know, typically trading into the top 10 from the mid-teens is going to net you maybe an additional first, you know, Mm -hmm. down the road. Certainly some mid-round picks in this draft. In this draft, it may just get you a second, maybe like a fourth or something, and then you have to give up a sixth. I mean, it could really not um, be as lucrative as it has been in the past. I yeah. still think the Panthers should consider it um, because I think you could still get a Kenny Pickett, a Malik Willis, uh, you know, a Trevor Penning, somebody like that in that mid-teens area, and you'd, yeah. and you'd pick up another pick. Go ahead. Now, I think the only way that really happens is if someone, if we get a good haul, would be if one of the top three left tackles falls a little bit, mm-hmm. more or less Evan Neal or... Icky because those two seem to be. I don't know. Cross has been getting a lot of really good hype. I mean, I think uh, he's right up there with those guys. I I believe. Or Thibodeau, what someone like that, or a Kyle Hamilton, another team would love. And you know, at six, they could easily fall past us. So maybe someone wants to jump up and grab them because there is a couple really premier-looking edge rushers. Not. Outstanding, but some really good-looking guys, Aiden Hutchinson and Thibodeau being them. Um, and the kid from Georgia now is go running up the mock drafts. I can't think of his name right now. But yeah, I mean, if you're just like looking he, at if you're looking at the first round, you know, the Panthers draft at six, and then you've got the Giants, right? Then you've got the Falcons, then the Seahawks. So realistically, if someone wants to trade up, they're going to be trying to get ahead of the Giants, who also drafted five, by the way. But they're going to try to get up above the Giants at seven or the Falcons. You know, the Falcons, a, a team that has a quarterback need, a team that has a wide receiver need. Uh, wide receiver, I think, is is very much a, in play in this area of the draft. Not for the Panthers, mm-hmm. but as a trade-up option for some of these guys because – you know the Giants. They're talking about you know trading Tony, uh, their guy that really was kind of having a really nice season before he got hurt last year. So, but they're going to need a guy, right? Yeah. They could always use a, a top wide receiver. So could the Falcons. Uh, the Seahawks are talking about trading Metcalf. You know, I mean, so there's real potential for someone to try to trade up to six to get a, a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, because they know that one one of those teams after us could easily take one and probably will take one. So, yeah, I mean, there are reasons that a team would want to trade up uh, to the Panthers, and they know the Panthers are in business and want to trade down. Fitter has 
absolutely made that his his persona is he wants to trade back. Come at me with the offers. I want to trade back. <laughs> I would say that honestly on draft day, he probably has a little sign that says we're open for business yeah, open to trade. For business. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, it has been no secret that with no second and third round pick, this team is really looking to fall back to gain yeah. some more picks. Yep. Rightfully so. I, it just does. Um, and honestly, Fitterer said that when when they made those trades last year, you know, during the season, and then even when they drafted for or they traded for Darnold, Fitterer said you can manufacture draft picks. So yep. I believe this was, excuse me, I believe this is the plan all along. Is Fitter always had this in mind? Was maybe not that they're going to have the sixth pick, but that he was going to trade back and make more draft picks this season. And, and that's what he did last year. Yeah, I he really did. You know, in that second round, he moved back two, three times, and then got <clears> Terrace <throat> yeah. Marshall. I mean, five five trades in the draft last last year. So I, I would not be surprised. I also think right now we have really no capital to really trade except for that six pick, and I think that has to be dealt for him to do that. Because yeah. otherwise so, you're dealing for multiple six from your fifth. I mean, it's not yeah. the greatest. It's it's going to be tough. If they, if they make the pick at six, number one, it's going to be easy for me and you because – Fitter has not shown that he wants to trade up, right? And rightfully so. I think everything was trade back last year, and that even with the Seahawks, that's that was their 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 thing as well is trade back. So if the Panthers do make that that pick at six, it's gonna be a real quiet around here until Saturday, you know, until and, and then they've got a bunch of picks on Saturday. But I've I just I don't know. It feels like this is. Such prime, perfect real estate to trade back from. But I don't think there's going to be a ton of offers. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of takers that want to come up and give that big haul that you would expect. Uh, I I hope there is. I hope there is because ideally, best case scenario is the Panthers can trade back to somewhere between 15 and 20, still get their quarterback... And acquire, you know, a second, a third round pick, something like that, uh, to go O line heavy after that would be Yeah. Best case scenario in my mind. So with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and take a couple look at some players that may be later rounds that you would like to grab. Yeah. So if you wanna go ahead and kick it off with one of your first guys. Sure. Um now I will just say that there are a lot of O-linemen, a lot of O-linemen that are going to be taken between the second and seventh rounds that I don't know enough about. That I, <laughs> I you know, there's just so many because it's such a deep draft. So none of the guys that I'm going to mention are O-linemen. That being uh, said, I fully expect and want the Panthers to take an O-line, you know, several O-linemen. They need to take a lot of swings. Um, but outside of that, one of the guys that I've been really like talking about and a guy that I want desperately on the Panthers is James Cook, running back out of Georgia. Dalvin Cook's brother. I know, I know. You, you and I have talked about it before. I love James Cook. I think he is kind of like a 
He's just a really good receiving back. He's, he'd be a perfect third-round back to take some of that weight off of McCaffrey. Um, and really, you wouldn't lose any production, I don't think. Um, and you could get him maybe in the third round, like a late third, early fourth round, potentially, if he falls a little bit. Um, he's going to be a better NFL player than he was a college player, 100%. He needs a bulk up, maybe like 15, 20 pounds. But he's going to be good. I think he's he's faster than his brother. He's a better receiver than his brother. Um, he could be really he could be a steal. So again, like a, a third, fourth round pick. That's I, I really want. I would love for the Panthers to take a swing. I 100 percent understand where your thought process is. My problem is they drafted Chuba last year. They just mm-hmm. signed Deontay Foreman, and then you're for a adding another. Yeah, and you're adding another back, and I th- I agree with you. I think bringing him in would have been great, but with all the capital and the needs, it would be hard. Well, I'll just say this: like the, Deontay Foreman, they did bring him in on a one-year deal. It's not a very expensive deal. True. I mean, he may not even make the roster. I mean, let's be honest; like it, he's no guarantee to make the roster. Uh, and then Chuba, Chuba was okay last year. Um, but he didn't really show me anything that made me... He's not dynamic, right? James Cook is dynamic with what he can do. So that would be... That's just kind of a wish list guy. A guy that I'd love to see them target if if it fits. You know, not a, not a desperate need like you like you alluded to. But just a guy I like. Uh, my, my first one here, here is on the offensive line. No shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he He's... Mostly ranked around 100, you know, set like 80 to 100. Uh, Cole Strange at a Chu- oh, yeah. Chattanooga. He's on. He's a center. He's on my. He's on my list too. Yeah, uh, he's a center guard. He's he's a little bit older, but I, I love these small school guys that yeah. you know, bust out. He's six five, three oh seven, big guy, big explosive round guy. <clears throat> I think this would be someone that would be a f- good target for us to maybe get another guard in this draft, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not starting right away, but, and, or a center, you know, yeah, you move him inside, move him outside, whatever you need, you can do with him. I mean, he's not a tackle, but yeah. you get where I'm saying. Yeah. And I, and I guess I did lie because I did have him on my list as well. Um, he was, <laughs> he, was the, he was the last guy I put on my list. Uh, it was Cole strange out of Chattanooga. Yeah. He, um, He's one of those guys that's like, he's not huge. Like, he's over 300 pounds, but he's not, you know, freakishly big. He's not freakishly muscular. He doesn't do anything that makes you go, holy crap. But he does everything well. He's he's always in the right spots. Mm -hmm. He's got great footwork. He's just a good player. He's a good NFL. He would be a good NFL player. And, you know, I I have him listed as center. I think he was center most of his college career. He was left guard and left tackle. He never played center. Are you but, sure? Yeah, I just looked at his snap count on PFF. Because when he said center, I was like, okay, well, I didn't know he would play Why center. Why do I have him listed as center? Maybe hopefully dreaming. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, either way, um, <laughs> versatile. You know, he could play center, I bet. <laughs> um, yeah, he. Uh, I think he did have one start at center from what I'm seeing here. But either way, he, uh, he, uh, yeah, he's uh, two, two starts at left tackle too. So he's all over the place. 
Sounds like a Matt Rule guy, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it comes from a, a small school. He's got a lot of versatility on the line, played all over the place. Uh, first team All-Southern Conference selection in 2021. So, yeah, I like that. Um, my next guy here is Jerry. You know, you might as well just y'all. You know, I'm always gonna bring up a tight end. There's always gonna be a tight end in my wish list. So this is a guy that could be a seventh round pick, maybe an undrafted free agent. Grant Calcaterra out of SMU. Okay, originally played at Oklahoma with Kyler Murray, and got some concussions, okay? Ended up medically retiring in 2019 from concussions. Would have been probably a first or second round pick uh, had he continued on the trajectory he was on. Um, Ended up uh, getting his uh, communications degree, went to work as an EMT, Mm-hmm. And then decided that he wanted to give football another shot, so he went to SMU. Uh, had career year last year in receptions and yardage, and he's just—he's a big guy. He's like six five. Um, he's pretty quick. He has great hands. He tries when he's blocking. He's not like an exceptional blocker, but he gives a good effort. Um, so you know, for a guy that late in the draft who has that potential upside, why not? Like, to give him a shot. You know, we could always use a third or fourth tight end who could develop into something good later. You want a guy who retired due to concussions, go play. I, I, don't, I didn't say that I want him in, like, the second round, but, you know, as a, a late flyer or an undrafted free agent, sure, why not? Okay. Uh, you're Again, you're looking for diamond in the rough at that point. And this yeah, guy, if are. he, you know, if he gets that Luke Keekley collar and, uh, you know, the right type of helmet, he could develop into something really, really nice. Calcaterra, okay. remember the name, Calcaterra. Now, my next player I have here, I am, I put him on my list just because the Panthers brought this guy in to have have ha- actually have him work out. Bailey Zapp, quarterback oh, out of quarterback? Western. Kentucky Hilltoppers. Now Hilltoppers. He he has a weak arm, and I say weak arm for NFL standards. Mm-hmm. Like he threw a hail mary from the fifty yard line, and it didn't get to the end zone. That that's a weak arm in the that's NFL. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's we killed Teddy Bridgewater for that. But he's extremely accurate. His deep passes are extremely accurate, too. It's just he can't <laughs> As long as they don't down. go past 50 yards. <laughs> yeah, he just can't chuck it that far. Deep and again, passes. And again, this is mostly because the Panthers already brought him in. But he's very accurate. He has good pocket presence. He can yeah. read a defense really quickly. He seems like a very good West Coast-style off quarterback that maybe you can get him in the weight room and work on his arm to maybe gain some yardage could be a footwork issue could be a lot of different reasons yeah but i've seen i've seen him mocked in the fourth round too so he you know could be available correct like 137 yeah and that's what that's where he's at you know just down there yeah Yeah, um 
So my next guy here is a safety, uh, Sterling Weatherford. Probably a third round pick. So the Panthers would have to make some moves to, uh, you know, be available for, with him. But he's out of Miami, Ohio. Uh, he is very Jeremy Chin like in terms of size, athletic ability. Um, you know, plays all over the place. Needs a little uh, uh, improvement in his tackling. <laughs> very, very Jeremy Chin esque. Um, but yeah, Sterling Weatherford safety. I don't know. I feel like a safety is a position the Panthers should target kind of middle rounds just to, again, shore up the depth there. And again, I'm looking for reasons to move Jeremy Chin back to where I think he's most productive. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. We both believe he needs to drop more down toward closer to the box too. Now he played really good last year at safety. It's just, he was, he was fine. Watching the tape, watching the games, he made less impact playing safety mm-hmm. as he did as linebacker. Especially, and, especially the first like half to almost three quarters of the season. Like it feels, it feels like towards the end of the season he was making more splash plays, but yeah, he was pretty quiet honestly the first half of the season. And, and this is going to take a little pause, <laughs> time out here from mm-hmm. the draft talk. Now, Steve Wilkes supposedly. You know, our defense coordinator went up to him and asked him about Jeremy Chin. He's like, yeah, well, he could become a pro bowler, all pro safety. So they're, they're hinting that he's going to stay, but mm-hmm. that's good. He could be a pro bowl safety, but a pro bowl linebacker could be so much better. He almost won rookie of the year, defensive yeah. rookie of the year for that playing that position. Yeah. just doesn't make sense to put him out of position for a less – dynamic position most safeties don't make you know dynamic plays just don't yeah i mean and, and there are a few you know don't don't comment on us we we know that jamal adams is out there and there's yeah. several safeties that the are really earl good. thomas of the sure, years of and stuff like that ed of reed course. but all we're saying is that jeremy chin when he played the linebacker position for the panthers was outstanding he was really good and he made plays all over the field and when he played safety last year, there was a noticeable lack of those plays. Mm-hmm. Now, he made some good plays, but when you compare the two seasons, I think it's pretty obvious that he was much more of a factor at linebacker. So, Correct. Again, we'll see We'll see what happens. But, yeah, um, you know, a safety and a guy like Sterling Weatherford, again, he's 6'4", he's 2'7", two, you know, two, you know, something fifth. like that. Yeah, uh, I think he was like 215, 220. He was, yeah, 220, right. Yeah, he looks, yeah. size-wise, he's very much like Jeremy Chin. Because yeah. we made the, our last mock, we were looking at him, and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that is literally Jeremy Chin size. Yeah, you know, very similar. Yep. And that's, Isaiah that's Simmons I, size, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's where I kind of first heard of him was on our last mock, and I started looking at him a little more. I was like, I like this guy. Why is he not mocked a little higher, especially once you saw what Jeremy Chin was able to do from, again, not one of these big schools, um, mm-hmm. drafted kind of late in the second round and really showed out. So, yeah, I mean, all, in all the redrafts I've seen of the Jeremy Chin draft, he's going in the first round in all the, all the redrafts. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I could easily see a similar type of trajectory for Sterling Weatherford. Now, 
speaking of linebacker, because of the simple fact that I, you know, they're not moving him down from what it sounds like. My next guy, and he doesn't come from a small school, comes from Penn State, Brandon Smith, linebacker, uh, 6'4", 250. He's a complete athletic freak. He's very, you know, speedy, everything else. Great in coverage. He needs to work on his run defense. Uh, he's projected in the fourth round. Uh, he's only a junior, so he could have stayed in, but he decided opted out. Works on his pat. He needs to work on a pass rush. Work on his run defense. Great in coverage, and he's a freakish athlete. So I think if you get a good coach, linebacker and coach in there, you know, work on that those. His athletic ability could shine, and he's already good in coverage. Yeah, love it. I mean, again, you know, linebacker is another position that I think the Panthers yeah. definitely need to work on, um, get some depth. You know, and and if they could find a diamond in the rough type of guy who can come out of nowhere and be a everyday starter, that'd be great. Um, that's all the ones that I had, Jerry. I don't know if you have any additional ones you want to talk about. Uh, we've already talked about Zach Tom from mm-hmm. Wake Forest that could play mm-hmm. center or tackle. I think he he's actually risen up the board since last time we did our mock draft. That's because they heard us. The, they heard us talking about. Him, and they're like, you know what, this guy is pretty good. Oh uh, well. There's some people who say that he's he's a legitimate left tackle or at least a backup tackle in the league mm-hmm. instead of just a guard or center. But he's one. And my last one is going to be Kellen Dixch, Arizona State. He's a uh, tackle. Surprise, surprise. I, I was looking just in case they don't go straight for the tackle round one. So he's one of the highest graded power five tackles tackles in the country last year but he's super thin he's 6'7 301 Hmm. he looks smaller than some tight ends so he needs to bulk up this guy's a fourth round you know pick let's not act like he's perfect but he has great feet and you could work on him you got to get bulk him up and this is again if you don't go early tackle yeah which which, you know, honestly, I would love for them to do. But as we've talked about, and honestly, Jerry had several options on his, you know, late later round guys. There are a ton of offensive linemen in this draft. Yeah. It is a extreme, like, this is the best draft to have a lot of picks in. And the Panthers don't have a lot of picks in it, unfortunately. I mean, they could have so. stocked their cupboard with offensive linemen for the next four or five years of just, you know, at least having quality backups. Cause we all know the O line does is they don't stay healthy. Right. I mean, that's just a brutal position over and over again, knees, concussions. I mean, just mm-hmm. hats off to you gentlemen for playing O line that, that position yeah. just looks brutal. Yeah. They're getting hit every single play. I mean, yeah. 70 times a game, you know, they're getting hit hard. So yeah, that's that's definitely a tough position. That's why when you have an op, an opportunity to get, you know, a an excellent, you know, yeah, uh, p- player at those positions, you should probably take it. So yeah, I mean, um, you know, I was looking for like an edge rusher or something like that, but they're just this is a kind of a crappy draft for that position. <laughs> I know? was looking for the same thing. Uh, and right now, I 
my honest opinion, I agree. I would love to find a great edge rusher in this draft, but with this season, with the lack of draft capital we have, we might as yeah. well see what Etor has. Etor Grosmontos. Yeah. I mean, we spent a second round pick on him two years ago. He showed flashes. He was a guy that you, when he was drafted, that you said, "Hey, you're gonna have to give this guy his time." <clears throat> well, this is yeah. his third year. This is the time. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd say that he's earned his opportunity, but I think he's going to have his opportunity. You know, so yeah. Uh, I mean, there are some edge rushers, uh, free agent edge rushers. I mean, Jadavian Clowney is available um, at the right price. Would wouldn't mind bringing him in. Uh, Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston. I mean, there are some edge rushers that have had success in the past that are out there. Um, Trey Flowers is out there. So, you know, there's plenty of opportunities for the Panthers to get one of those guys. It just doesn't seem like the draft, you know, there's a really good one at the top of the draft. But after that, it, there's some, you know, but it, it's, it's in really terms of like, like a normal draft year. This is a very down year for that position. Yeah, there's the top three, and then it kind of tapers yeah. off. And then there's a lot of guys from that, like, 50 <clears throat> range to, like, 100. Mm-hmm. But none of them really stand out, stand out. Yeah. I, I Actually, I clicked on this guy, and I was, like, looking at him. I mean, Cameron Thomas Edge from San Diego State. He had four-plus pressures in 13 out of 14 games. It's impressive. That's but... nice, yeah. <laughs> what school was he from? San Diego State. Okay. Aztecs. So maybe that's what you look for is one of those smaller schools that mm-hmm. you know, these guys fly under the radar, but they dominate, you know? It, they always have to dominate on a lower yeah. level. And I like looking at them. That's why I, why the Chattanooga guy step, jumped out, yeah. you know, yeah. when I was looking through some guards. I was like, hey, someone who <clears throat> dominates at that level, you know, <clears throat> sometimes they just take it in high school took some time to grow into their body. It's just natural. Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, they have to get a few concussions, medically retire, and come <laughs> back and play at a small school. Right? Yeah, he Calcaterra. realized that. Remember Calcaterra. He realized, oh, oh, working uh, this 9-to-5 style job for peanuts. <laughs> we had a quote uh, that was basically like, man, you were going to be a top pick and you decided to leave. What are you, stupid? You know, I mean, that's basically what he said. I mean, you know, again, this is a guy that has had several concussions, so, you know, maybe not the smartest idea to actually come and play football, but, hey, you know, who knows. All right, um, anything else you wanted to kind of chat about, Jerry? Uh, Not over the draft. I'm excited for the draft to be here and know where I'm sitting at, so I'm excited for Thursday night. just a a few days away. so just uh, kind of for the plans here, Jerry and I are going to do one mock draft prior to the draft, um, prior to Thursday. And then on Thursday, we are going to try to figure out how to sort of integrate our real-time reactions to the pick, um, if there is a pick at six. And um, we're, we're kind of working on our, our ideas for that. But we'll definitely have a show up um, after the first round to talk about what what the Panthers did? Correct. Yeah, we're. I, I have a plan. We're gonna record it because, again, I have a suspicion they're gonna trade back. I mm-hmm. would put it sixty to seventy percent that they trade back at least. 
I would so, put it at hundred percent that they want to trade back. <laughs> oh, hundred percent they <laughs> yeah. want to trade back. Yeah. The it's 60 just, to are they gonna get the only... offer? Yeah, are they gonna get the offer that makes sense? Yeah, they're not gonna drop back for a seventh round pick. That you know, right, that's just right. And we didn't but, talk about, you know, the the possibility of the Panthers signing Baker or, you know, going after Baker or Garoppolo after the first round. They very well could if they don't get that get that quarterback that they want. Um, so, you know, to keep an eye on that as well. After the draft, if a, a quarterback has not been found during the draft, the Panthers are going to make a move. Yeah, they're they going to trade. They, yeah, they have to. The writing's on the wall. Darnold's gone, or at least he ha- is going to have competition this year. If he doesn't, yeah. I will be shocked. I will I'll probably be very struggling to watch the games, to be honest with you. <laughs> let's talk uh, Let's talk a little bit about that before our mock draft, um, because I have a few other thoughts on that. So, let's, so tune in for that. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the show. All right, everyone. Well, uh, we'll see you again on our mock draft and then again on Thursday night. And until then, everybody take it easy and keep pounding. (laughs) 